Hey! Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or whenever this finds you. I'm your host, Chantal Senya, and thank you for joining me on another episode of To Be Confirmed, the latest, hottest podcast series, which seeks to answer society's larger questions about race and racism, because often the answer to these questions remain, well, to be confirmed. Tune in, listen, and prepare to be inspired, provoked, and moved as we dive into another episode of To Be Confirmed. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. My name is Chantal Senya, and I am a writer, social activist, and commentator, and I like to provoke thought, conversation, and most importantly, racists. And welcome to part two of To Be Confirmed. Now, the episode title is Black Women, Picture, Portrayal, and Playback. The question I asked my survey uh, people was, do you feel inherently misunderstood as a black woman? And by that, I caveated that by saying through racial microaggressions and the way that black women are spoken to and about and in your relationships, whether they be platonic or romantic. Now, um, before we get onto your immediate reactions onto this, a few quotes that stood out to me again were, I wouldn't say inherently, but situationally, yes. Second person said, yes, our strength can sometimes be mistaken for arrogance or aggression in professional or personal life. Mm -hmm. We already addressed that in, in mm -hmm. pictures. So I think that's quite ironic that that's sort of interlinked here. Mm -hmm. um, another quote um, that I've seen here is, I would definitely say romantically and platonically, I feel inherently misunderstood. In dating cishet black men in particular, there is always a sense of prioritizing their own needs. But in terms of understanding the plight of black women, I am being unreasonable overreacting and emotional emotional um to expect that effort from them mm. now with non-black people platonically as a whole they will never really understand the experience of a black woman so i think there is always an element to that that they bring in their interactions with me at all times now immediately i thought kevin samuels but don't you worry we've got a whole segment ready for dr kevin mr kevin rest in peace Anyways, <laughs> so one thing I'd like to do here is, Kalechi, on the screen here with the second question, I would like to ask in terms of your thoughts, your views, your immediate reactions to this question. Um, I think it's interesting that one of the people mentioned about, you know, cishet black men mm. and then holding that space for them um, and feeling misunderstood. I think that black women find solace in each other. Yes. And this is why... Uh, black feminism came about womanism specifically yes. came about because we find yes. solace in each other yes. and I think it was um Toni Morrison who um described I think it was in Sula when I think it was a black man actually that was talking and he said that you know she's a friend um of my soul she takes the pieces of me and gives it back to me mm. whole and 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 that is what I feel it is to be un understood mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um where somebody can pick up all of the shards of you, the yeah. way that society's broken you and present it back to you. And even if they're not, they're just like, they're just all over the place. We're all trying to put ourselves back to together. We're trying to remember yeah. ourselves again and our yeah. divinity again. Yeah. So you're trying to put yourself back together. When you feel understood, when you are in true communion with somebody, they can help you put those pieces back together where you truly see yourself. Yeah. What we're finding in a lot of relationships is that uh, we, we got, you know, whatever those relationships manifest as is that you're being given parts of you 
discombobulated and yeah. they're like, look, it's you. Yeah. And then your reaction is that, no, that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. has my yeah. elements because yeah, it yes. is of me, yes. but you have not put it yes. together pro um, properly. Yes. And yes. I think that it's important to realize that and to say to yourself, how were they taught to put me together? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So in corporate environments, how were they taught to put me together? Mm. Because the um, corporate environment relies on everybody's... Um, Fitting a Yeah, homogeneity. Footprint. Like, we all need to be... You all have to wear your suits. You all have Beautiful. to wear it. You, imagine you came into work in a pink suit. Yeah. You know, that would be frowned upon as well because you're yeah. moving away from it. And actually, the uniformity allows for yes. the hierarchy to be yes. um, rigidly in place. Yes. Yes. I Anybody think, yeah. starts having personalities, everybody starts doing, the hierarchy won't hold. No. And they need it to hold. Yes. So you can believe that in the snowy white peaks and believe that they actually know what the hell they're doing yeah. when most times they don't have a clue. They no. just lucked out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I think about that cishet comment, um, the cishet black man comment, and you would expect that black men would be the ones to get it. And I feel like there are those who do yeah. and they get it so, so well. Yeah. When we're looking at general conversation, general discourse that yes. I see taking place on social media, yeah. I use that as an example. Yes. It seems like there are a lot of people who don't get it and they no, don't they get don't. it because they fail to understand that as real as racism is to them, sometimes they will even say to you that it's not real. Honestly. <laughs> in order sure? to yeah, in order to have the yeah. things, the benefits that's promised of white supremacist heteropatriarchy, they will also agree that it's not real. Yeah. And then they stop going to the barbers yeah. and then we have what we have. You know, but <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. But sticking to what we're talking about, they will, some of them understand that racism is real, yeah. but they don't take sexism to be valid. No. And so they can't see how then those things cross over Interlink, yeah. and then you'll now have misogynoir. Yes. They don't get it. They'll yeah. be like, well, no, I agree with you on racism, but sexism, no, you're meant to care for me because they need you to. What do you bring to the yeah, table? Yeah, but they need you to ascribe to what? patriarchy promises them yes. in regards to sexism yes. so they can then yes. fulfill their role in what it means to be a man yes and actually everything is a construct yes none of it is real we are all performing each and every one of these roles so at yes. any point we can say between ourselves I don't want to do yeah, this anymore um, yeah. because the suicide rates are mad. Yeah. The suicide rates, uh, the suicide hard. rates uh, tell us that men are not happy. No. Black men are not happy yeah. within the confines of white supremacist heteropatriarchy. Yes. However, yes. they have not been allowed the tools due to the way that they've been socialized in society to extricate themselves, deviate from yeah. what they've been told is the norm. They've even asked for help even to apply that knowledge and say, okay, I, it's, it's that element of, you know, toxic masculinity hyper masculinity i'm a man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna save up when i need it but you're suffering in silence and then taking that out on your partner or on your other environments that you you are uh you know faced with i, I just think it's it's shocking and again it's 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 a larger i guess i guess it's a larger discourse it's a, it's really, a larger know? discourse and, and and i'm very careful to not vilify 100%. them because we are all trying to navigate something that yeah. we did not choose no we didn't and yeah. you know they saw a framework we all saw so many of us saw a particular framework in our households and in our families and in our cultures yeah. and then you are just trying to perform those households yeah. um, you know you know perform those um frameworks that you've seen or live within those yeah. frameworks because i have spoken to many 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 black yeah. women who consider themselves to be extremely progressive yeah. all of these things the moment that we start talking about marriage yeah what are you doing about your surname oh no yeah. i can't wait to take my husband's last name why why what do you why? want there what do you want there why yeah. is he not taking yours i've had that oh because because what go on yeah 
Yeah. And so it just goes to show how deeply embedded so many of these notions are. And while somebody might get one thing, yeah. they absolutely cannot accept yeah. the other thing. Yeah. And so none of us are free of that no. because there'll always be a sticking point. There'll always be the point where it's just like, oh, I can't go. I don't think that I can go beyond this, but you can. You can. You can. And it's actually, it's going beyond that point yes. that then you start to move towards liberation because anything yes. that you're doing before that is just, it's for the playground yeah. as far as I'm concerned. So I think about this conversation and I think about the ways that we're misunderstood. The misunderstanding is intentional. A hundred percent. The confusion, the strategized confusion is intentional 100%. because um, as Toni Morrison said, the very real function of racism is distraction. Yes. If we are distracted, yes. um, from our liberation yes. by spending time explaining who we are and yes. not being who we are yes. because we talk about oh you're a human being not a human doing yeah. doing is distraction yes so yes. for oh you're a monkey look at you and you're you're a monkey ape girl oh, i'm not a monkey ape girl because no because i breathe just like you and yeah. when you cut me i bleed too i don't don't have time for that. And so's your mum. Yeah, Let's keep it moving. Literally. Because if I'm a monkey ape girl, your mum's a monkey yeah. ape girl. That's fine. We're all monkey yeah. ape girls then. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Like, We're homo not, sapiens, right? We're homo sapiens, right? <laughs> respectfully Darwin was spitting at some point apparently yeah so okay let's keep it moving yeah. fine yeah you know yeah. you it just there comes a point where you have to I mean they talk about it in a lot of eastern philosophy you have to detach mm -hmm. from what is happening mm -hmm. in order that you're not mm -hmm. distracted mm -hmm. so that you might continue within Yoruba cosmology it yeah. talks about the fact that the earth is a marketplace yeah. you've only come here to sell your wares do not be yeah. distracted by the noise of the market yeah. a lot of us because of the way that um, white supremacist heteropatriarchy operates we've been distracted by the noise of the market you have to start tuning out the noise of the market and think what did I come here to do what wares did I come here to sell yeah. um, not in that sort of capitalist sense but what did I come to give this yeah. world of me and focus on that because everything else is literally a distraction. Them not understanding. You understand me because when you need me to do something, mm. you know exactly what yeah. to say. You know where to find me. You know yeah. what to say. T touch back to your uh, the tech company that came to you for that campaign. You knew exactly what to do and you wanted my time and effort. But the minute it came to expressing myself in totality, you want to come here and then tell me how I should reflect myself to then fit your portrayal of how you see me as a yeah. black woman. It's absolutely shocking. Um, and to even attest to the what's on the screen here, um, out of 22 respondents, um, it doesn't reflect you on the screen, unfortunately, but 11, the word yes appeared 11 times, which I thought was quite significant. The word experience um, doesn't show, oh, it does show on here. Experience, you see as, it's, as a big uh, image here, mm -hmm. it reflected six times um, in uh, the survey and on, the, on, and on this word um, word graph as well and tying into what you've said about relationships and 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 how we navigate ourselves as black women to i guess divert from the portrayal um one thing that i wanted to sort of highlight was that slavery in itself was the place where relationships were constructed for black women mm -hmm. whether that be in the exploitation of black women in their bodies mm -hmm. but also in understanding you know as a black woman that you know has that works you know how i not saying that i apply that to myself now because i, I actively work in my own black womanhood of course mm -hmm. but in terms of how you know, in terms of the the consequences of slavery, in t in in regards to you know the 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 work the work scheme, capitalism, for example, the you imperialist know? structure that we yeah. live within. I yeah. think that that is important to note because yeah. even if we're talking about black women in the workplace, when we, it's time to charge for our um our services, yeah, 
there is that. So I always believe as a, you know, director and directing theatre, I often say to the actors that I'm working with that I want you to read the text. Then after you read the text, I want you to tell me what everything is about yes. without using anything to do with the text. Because there's the conversation that we see happening on the page and mm -hmm. then there's the subtextual conversation yes. and I'm interested in the subtextual conversation yes. Yes. so when you ask me to provide my services to you that oh my god Kalechi Kalechi oh. Kalechi we love <laughs> I just love everything that you're doing I think you're so amazing yeah. like you're so inspiring yeah. so we'd love for you to um speak on this panel mm -hmm. but um yeah we'd love for you to speak you haven't mentioned the pay okay I will speak on the panel I charge however much I charge mm. Well, oh, well, because the thing is, mm -hmm. our budget doesn't stretch that far. You are a liar from the pits of Honestly. hell because when it's a white woman, you pay yeah. more than that. Yeah. Because I, I should actually be able to yes. charge more than that. But you don't want to pay me that because you yes. don't think that I'm worth that. Why? Yes, honestly. Yeah. Because then yeah. when we now get on that panel, everybody's like everybody's bodied. It's a massacre. I'm taking everybody I'm out. Taking, I'm, I'm taking, taking everybody. Prat, 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 yeah. With the theory, everybody's yeah. getting taken out. Yeah. But yeah. then yeah. they've gotten paid three times more than I have. Yeah. And I remember Lovey Ajayi, she talked about an incident that happened like that. She was on stage wow. with um, a white woman only to find out afterwards. They told her that they didn't really have a budget only for her to find out that that woman was paid. I think she said, about fifteen thousand dollars so what did you not have a budget anymore because you gave her all the money and then you're wow. expected to be grateful that they even asked you in the first place but you can't pay me in exposure i'm already exposed like no. i'm out here i wear sunscreen yeah. to ex to avoid <laughs> exposure yeah. give me my money yeah and yeah. so it's yeah. about moving yeah. away from gratitude moving away from not being paid what you're worth because the subtextual conversation that is taking place all of the time yeah. is that you should be glad that we asked you in the first mm -hmm. place, but mm -hmm. you wouldn't, you couldn't ask anybody else. No, no. And it's funny you say that because I've, I've had an experience in my professional line of work where someone approached me to do a panel. I was like, fantastic. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I'd done it for them before unpaid, but at that point in time, I wasn't experienced and I wasn't a bother for me. It's for me. I'm trying to trying to level up mm -hmm. so it was fine so the second time around they came to to ask me and I was like hey so in terms of budget and payment what are we thinking yeah um they were like oh we don't have a same line we don't have a budget right now da, 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 da. but I've already I know the function of your event because I've spoken at your event before I know how much your tickets cost exactly I know how much they cost don't tell me that so I had to literally travail and then I finally got paid yeah but it was just it's that so, I call it song and dance. Is that song and dance of having to make sure that again, as black women, you're 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 valid. Like you're, what's the word? You're valid yeah. in the eyes of your own academia, in the eyes of your own, you know, experience as mm -hmm. well. Why are you asking me for my own life experience or frame of reference or my expertise? Like you said, mm. I'm bodying people. Yeah. When you put me on a panel, just know that you're hiring the best of the best. Literally, you're getting talk good it, quality. Do you know it. what I mean? So you're going to give me the respect that is due yep. towards me. Um, and again, that. that that actually ties really well into um uh, in regards to you know uh the relationships and the general scheme of things and um sojourner truth um sticks out to me in, in her um phrase ain't i a woman um so sojourner truth was um a woman that um lived in the in the 1800s and was uh, a slave as well but she was prominent in the feminist movement in terms of she was able to um shake i guess shake the discourse which was heavily centered around white feminism but her um her approach to her feminism was uh on the basis of identifying that the level of oppression that black women face but particularly the fact that 
in black women in black womanhood in black women that were enslaved that they were also women too they were mm -hmm. also valid in their femininity as well um and i think this gives us a really nice sort of movement when we talk about femininity in in a larger um sense and again um yeah in a larger sense i want to talk about you know motherhood now in my own sort of research looking around um i found out that the 19th century was when conversation around you know uh, what's the term voluntary motherhood contraception was actually brought about um and that was where of course uh, the conversation of sex being seen outside of conceiving for children or outside of the male gaze per se was introduced but again as we see that excluded black women in that conversation. Um, but I wanted to look at, you know, black motherhood um, in a sense and, and, and how, what your thoughts are as, as a mother yourself, you know, how, how have you felt in, how have you experienced life? How have you navigated life in your own portrayal of, well, societal's, societies, there we go, we got there in the end, <laughs> society's portrayal of motherhood for you versus your own navigation of motherhood and what that meant to you. Yeah, I think that's, interesting is the question because even thinking about sojourner truth i've seen people arguing back and forth about whether she even said that yeah because they talk about oh well she spoke they said she spoke one kind of um, language was it french or something that she or dutch that she spoke so she wouldn't have spoken in that way but i'm like the point is still being made she did the thing still she still went made. she still went to the court so can we focus on what has been said distraction actually, a distraction again um so we um we cite tarana burke um, mm. as um, be, uh, conceiving the um, Me Too movement. Yes. I say that her earlier collaborator mm. was Sojourner Truth wow. and, and um, black women like her yes. because they were forced to work yes. in environments where they were being sexually assaulted. Yes. And they went to court on that basis yes. and they needed white women to say, yeah, no, they are yeah. women as well. So take it seriously yeah. what they're saying, yeah. you know, and the very few white women wanted to do that. Yeah. So for them, for it to be taken seriously as sexual assault, they first had to be considered woman. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think about that even when I think about motherhood and we talk about, you know, contraception and things like that. Yes. And, and we, and um, dating it to around the um, 19th century, but we know that in, in indigenous practices, yes. in our own cultural practices, yes. Things have existed for centuries. Ceremonies, rituals have existed yes. for centuries that women just kept amongst themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is an art to mm -hmm. shutting the hell up. Yeah, yeah. And so it came into mainstream, yeah. albeit um, white consciousness, when mm -hmm. it did. But we've yeah. been knowing. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge but, fan of gatekeeping. I'm a huge fan of gatekeeping. Gatekeep the... What is ours? Not everybody, please. Everyone doesn't need to know. No. No. And so looking at all of these things, considering how um, black women are viewed in the conversations around womanhood and then considering motherhood, I think that there is some beauty in existing in the liminalities. Mm. Black women aren't really considered women in the same way that white women are in yes. modern consciousness. They're yes. not. Yes. And I see black women arguing up and down all day, every day on the internet saying, but I am a woman and I find it insulting when you're saying that I'm not. Yeah. It's the same way that we're not really, as black people, considered human. Nobody's saying yeah. that you're not a human. Yes. Just saying that within this yes. realm, this... Yes you're just not seen the same way yes. it doesn't take away from your humanity yes. when well, it yes. does we but it doesn't to me yeah but to them it does yeah that's all that's being highlighted to mm -hmm. you so when you're talking about motherhood i think it's that same thing of like i had to look at it and be like within this 
conversation within this discourse that's happening, I'm intentionally being left mm, out. Yeah. Who was nursing your babies, your white babies? Who was nursing them? The black woman. Ah. Yeah. Ah, but yeah. then all of a sudden you now decided that you wanted this to be part of your aesthetic, a yeah. part of your zhuzh. Then yeah. it became a whole other thing. And we're yeah. talking about middle class, upper class white women at yes. this point. Working class white women, they were doing their things. They were yeah. sorting themselves out. Yeah. They would have they would have still been dealing with all of the yes. or perpetrating or perpetuating anti-blackness, but they yes. were having their own struggles, yes. right? Yeah. But when we think about middle class, upper class white women, you weren't even doing your job. And no. you say middle class, upper class white women now that you're doing all the mummy clubs and you're deciding who's who's making all of the money from these mummy blog sites. White women. What? Who, which mother has caused me the most harm on social media? Clemmy Hooper. The biggest mummy blogger in the UK wow. at that point, but your page is gone now. Um, well, she took it down herself, but... It's the fact that like you could um you could have a burner account, insult black mothers from your burner account, wow. insulting other white mothers from your burner account wow. until the day that you're discovered. And you're a midwife as well. A midwife. A, a midwife as well. And I don't know what they've done regarding her pin. I just don't quite know yet. A midwife delivering I wrote, babies. I made sure people wrote to the NMC because Good. I want her I want her badge. Yeah. What the hell is I, that? I'm but they're, they're saying that they're still investigating because the pandemic slowed them down or whatever. Um, <laughs> but whatever. But I say all of that to say that even in their mothering, their white womanhood mothering, whatever they've got going on, they're still yeah. allowed to be violent. Yes. And a black woman raising her voice at a child is like, oh no, we need to take him yeah. away from you because you're just... Yeah. So I just thought to, I thought to myself, I don't want to be a part of any mummy groups. The moment that I yeah. found out that I was pregnant with my son... I knew straight away I didn't want to be part of any mummy yeah. groups. I didn't want to be a mumfluencer. Yes. I didn't want to do any of that because everything meant that I would have to ascribe to a version of motherhood that actually yeah. was synonymous with white women. Yes. And I want no parts, no parts. in any of that. None. So I will go on the pole with my son. Like when I'm yeah. pole dancing, I'll have him on the pole. I was still polling when I was pregnant. Um, wow. I When I go for my runs, I've got him and he's like yeah, buggy and buggies. I'll do all of that. And I'll play my music. I'll be talking the way that I talk. I, I do believe in like progressive parenting and that, yes. you know, we have to emulate some of the things that we may not have seen growing up. Yeah. So I'm very particular about that, but giving him space to be who he is and yes. for his spirit to shine. Yes. Um, and I've learned a lot about myself through that. But again, being subjected to even um, during childbirth, having the healthcare professionals not listening to me oh. like you don't know yeah why would i know like i know my body yes and literally i'm qualified in knowing yes. my but what are you talking yes. about but yes. not listening i said that my water broke um what i think it was like on a tuesday or wednesday yeah my waters are broken went to them i was like my waters are broken but i waited because you said you should get to this uh, you know wait to the for contractions and yeah, da, 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 yeah. da. And the way that they were so dismissive. Wow. No, it couldn't have broken. Yeah. I've, I've told you. No, because it could have been wheat. Okay. But I'm telling you that it did. Yeah. Cut to Saturday. Oh Sorry, my God. Tuesday to Saturday. Tuesday to Saturday. Cut to Saturday. And it's like, oh, there's no, you don't have any front waters. I know because I told you that when I came in on Wednesday. That wow. I, that Tuesday night, it was, oh no, panic. Antibiotics. Like the panic. But wow. if you just listen to me, yeah. because they were, and during that time they were doing like the cervical checks and stuff. So everybody was flinging up their finger, glove or not, to Ugh. check 
My God. And you just did not listen. Yeah. And that wasn't the first time that I've had an issue with them with a pregnancy where they were not listening to me. Wow. So I had to like process all of those things and mm. the pain, the contraction, the delay, you know, the long labor was all because my, he just wasn't turning around. He was like back to back. He just wasn't wanting to turn. So, and he came out in that um, position as well. Wow. And it just was what it was. Yeah. But what I noticed in that situation, and it wasn't just from white nurses or midwives or whatever. It really? was from, it was from black midwives as well. And what I, what it made me intimately aware of was the fact that everybody's taught from the same textbook. Yeah. So when we're talking about white supremacy, when we're yes. talking about decolonizing the curriculum, everybody's taught from the same textbook. Yeah. The same textbook, the Pearson, it was a Pearson's textbook that actually yeah. was saying how um, when black people talk about their pain, they're likely to play up the, the pain. Yes. The same textbook that described the, um, the pelvic structure yes. of black women as ape-like and it's only recently that they pulled it off the shelves. Wow. And so if you're saying for the past few decades, everybody's been learning that everything they know book. from this same book. And whether black, white, whatever, everybody's been learning the same level of education from the same book. Yes. Of course, they're then going to come and perpetuate yeah. um, white supremacy because yeah. that is what they've, for them to pass yeah. their test, they, they had to learn that. Yeah. And a lot of us don't talk about like, that is the violence of the educational system. That yeah. in order for you to pass, you also have to be um, um, in collusion with white supremacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's you know, it's ironic that you touch on medical racism because, you know, a lot of the time when, you know, there's, there are un unfortunate fatalities in mm -hmm. medical racism. A lot of the time people are like, oh, you know, people tend to learn the buzzwords and the statistics that come through, like, you know, one in four black women die in childbirth, you know, um, uh, uh, what's, what's going on in the UK, 43% of black women are more likely to miscarry even with an IVF. People are quick to have these, you know, statistics and quips ready and to, to sort of send out. But again, there's no action on, you know, challenging these statistics. There's no action in making sure that black women aren't fatalities in your institution in itself. But Parliament has said that they have no, um, they have no plans to address it anytime soon. Like literally said that they have no plans to address it anytime soon. And so that tells us something and it, yeah. it then becomes, but it comes back to us. It, Blaming ourselves, it being our problem, you know, being mm. told that, oh, maybe you just have like, um, it's a um, language barrier. No, it's none it's of not. that. And um, it's not also, it's not a class issue as well, it's because not. we saw Serena Williams experience yeah. oh. similar. And so Serena Williams is rich as hell. Yeah. So if she's also not being listened to during her birthing experience, yeah. then that means that it goes beyond class. It goes beyond access to money. It then is pretty much Beyonce. Yeah. A traumatic birthing experience. Yeah. The medical, um, the healthcare industry just needs to change. The whole landscape, it needs to, it needs to change. Completely. And But when we consider, um, was it James Marion Sims mm. the, that created the speculum, mm. he tested out all the prototypes, all the things he wanted to do on enslaved black women without anesthesia. So literally the the innovations that we have now again when we talk about emotional labor yeah. physical labor physical labor of black women yes that was where it came from My and so God. everyone's praising him you'll name departments after him you'll name wow. this you'll do this you'll do that wow. but he was violent wow 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 that's wow wow to say the least um but even you know carrying on from that and one thing that i do want to um 
move on to actually, especially in regards to the violence that was, um, you know, Im impacted on on black women. Um, when we talk about well, in the context of dating as a, you know, as a romantic relationship, as a, as a romantic plight, and again, the hyper-sexualization hyper of black women, you know, I want to really preface here that the fetishization of black women is derivative of the sexual violence that black women were privy to whilst enslaved. So I'm talking about the rape, the mm. sexual violence inflicted on black women, um, the forced um, births that black women had to endure during that time period. And in fact, one thing that isn't really known, and I actually learned this um, recently, which you know was shocking to me, that black women performed self-abortions on themselves because they did not want the risk of having their children coming out to relive the same traumatic and intergenerational cycle that we talk about. And then think slavery. about contraception being mentioned in the 19th century and yeah. us talking about these things yeah. being way before, yeah. way before that yeah. and finding methods and ways way before that. Yeah. Toni Morrison's beloved for that yeah. very reason, the protagonist kills her daughter yeah. at, at the beginning of that story mm. for that very reason, mm. because she does mm. not want mm. her daughter specifically to experience the brutality of enslavement. Yeah. And I, I, again, it's, it's another thing that's just like, I say shocking and I say it's, it's, it's sad, but I feel like those words are just, I guess it's just, it's exhausted now. Yeah. I feel like it has yeah. no meaning anymore. Um, and again, with that, in, in looking at, you know, distraction and looking at the emotional labor that you've mentioned, physical labor, the, the, the larger discourse that surrounds black women, that another thing that came to mind was, you know, the hypervigilance that, that black women, well, we mentioned this in the first section of this podcast, hypervigilance that, that can come with black womanhood. And, um, Mickey Kendall does, uh, reference that in terms of looking at ignorance in terms of, you know, challenging oppression. One thing that is used a lot is the distraction dismissal but also as a means to inform social dominant theory. So mm -hmm. for example, if a certain demographic or group of people are uh, oppressed, yet they don't have a social do socially dominant standing, to the dominant individual, it looks like they are complicit in that. Yeah. Now, I want to preface this and say as a general example, let's say with the conservative leadership uh, contest, at, contest at the moment, we are talking about there are 67 million people in the UK. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're the sixth richest country in the world that is now currently go about to go into a recession, mm -hmm. but that's for a different day. Now, with the choice between Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss, because the Conservative Party have actually stopped giving accurate numbers, this is an estimate, mm. the Conservative Party have an estimate of 180,000 members. Mm -hmm. That is 0.2% of the population of the UK. Mm. So you're telling me that they have the power to elect a new leader, and I'm going to use Rishi Sunak here, his words, not mine, so please don't come for me. Well, no, actually, please come for me. Yeah. Um, his words, in, in looking at deprived urban areas, yeah. he said. Now... Tying into what I've said about 0.2% of the population, if you're talking about marginalized communities as deprived urban areas, and yet the 0.2% could be electing you into office, that then tells you and tells your government that us as these 67 million people are complicit in your maltreatment of us. Yeah. That is not the case. That is not the truth. And mm. I think... That is one way that you can apply that to relationships as well and to the imbalance that can come in certain relationships and the navigation of them as well. And I think that's quite, you know, um, interesting. Um, but I, I kind of want to go back um, in time, really. Back in time, back in topic and touch upon experience here. Experience. I'm going to talk about experience in the regards to 
um, relationships. Mm-hmm. Just to round off this section now. Um, speaking of relationships, we mentioned we mentioned this individual, Kalechi, but <laughs> I would like to invite you in joining me to take a minute of silence to honor the legacy of Kevin Samuels. <laughs> moving swiftly (laughs) very very swiftly on um anyways so for those who don't know you should know by now again kevin samuels um was a self-declared image consultant Mm. um he was someone that was unfortunately and we will touch upon this was highly revered within the black community um i would say that his ideology follows into red pill ideology which is in cellhood so for those who don't know uh the red pill um ideology uh is derived from the matrix Mm -hmm. which is seeing the truth i don't know what truth there is in oppression but we digress now, when looking, and I had to really look at his videos, unfortunately, I had to watch some of his videos just to really get a sense of what I was coming into here. And some of the language that he's used here, I thought was quite like, again, shocking. So, for instance, uh, he references uh, women uh, as uh, feminine, beautiful and, beautiful and reasonable, which I thought was really interesting, the reasonable perspective. So if a woman has an, an opinion, then they're unreasonable. Mm. Okay, that's what came to mind. Um, there is a well-known video actually I don't know if you've seen it where there's a black woman called um, in yes and she was like oh I'm 35 blah 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 and he goes you do not have options the men who want you aren't yeah yeah it's 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 the vitriol for black women for me <gasps> it's it's the audacity for me it's the knowing oh. that he died alone ah. with poor health for me Ooh. but we digress we digress Red Bull took them wings <laughs> Clip them right off. No, clip, clip. Um, <laughs> but um, one thing I really wanted to actually, the reason why I'm mentioning this individual um, is because of the platform they had. Mm-hmm. They had 1.52 million million subscribers on YouTube. And you died alone, mm. alone. Now, this person also said, "No, I lie. I lie. I digress." After I was looking at the comments in his videos, mm-hmm. one comment that stood out to me actually was really, which was quite like, okay, and tells me that there needs, there is a larger conversation about education mm-hmm. within the black community, especially not to vilify, but just in a general sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person said, black women want to have a feminist mindset. So why not get a, the real thing? A white woman, which I thought was really interesting. Really, really interesting. That's good. Because even they noticed that feminism, as we see it, was for white women in the white lens and that's why we have the other types of feminism that we talk about 100 percent, 100 percent. it's it's just confirmation isn't Mm -hmm. it um but even so kevin samuel's legacy and i really want to clarify this kevin samuel's legacy was derogatory against black women Mm -hmm. it was ageist it was predatory it was disgusting it was defamatory it was disrespectful to say the very least, against black women. Um, And one, I think the thing that sort of ties it all off for me was, um, I'm sure you've seen this, but um, uh, another black woman called in and she mentioned about her children and uh, what what she would do if her children said to her that, you know, she was being sexually assaulted by um, their partner. And Kevin Samuel said in response to her, kids lie. Yep. Now, statistically speaking, if you can check this out, black your adolescent girls are statistically more at risk of sexual assault in the home. Yeah. So for him to say that as a, and the thing is, this is what's so polarizing about Kevin Samuels is because, you know, he's a black man and his, 
his, I call him a white supremacist in black skin, you know, yeah. like his legacy is someone that is a, a black man to issue such harm, to issue such sentiments, to reiterate the white supremacist patriarchal society that we live in the mm -hmm. ideals that follow that i think are absolutely disgusting and again in you know in us joking about and keeking about it i'm sure there's gonna be a few comments in saying how dare you how can you do this and even when black died, women don't know how to respect black man do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> even when he died i remember seeing like twitter was tw social media was split in half and that was my day lord <laughs> if if we're talking about chaos, yeah. oh, I love chaos. Yeah. That was the day I was like, I'm going to troll the hell yeah. out of everybody in yes. this situation. Yes. Anybody yes. that yes. believed anything that he said and the thought that there was any sort of rationale yeah. that could that could be substantiated, I'm yeah. going to ruin you today. Honestly, and I thought that was super, especially in the black women community, like as black women as a you know as a community of our own, the fact that. I'd say a large percentage of us, because there, as we mentioned mm. before, there are some black women that unfortunately do perpetuate the same level of oh, oppression yeah. that we do face. But there was a large percentage of black women that I saw who, you know, were it, it rejoicing in that aspect, including myself. Yeah, but there were there were lots, and I like that, and I think that it should be allowed for us to be public about the people that we have disdain for. And I don't believe in this whole "don't speak ill of the dead." I will speak ill of whoever yeah. I want to speak ill of, if or about, depending on how they've treated mm -hmm. me. This whole reverence for the dead, I believe that for people who are honourable in their life. Yes. If you were not no. Prince Philip, um, you 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 get what you get. Yeah. You really get what you get. Yeah. And I was surprised by certain black men who were popping up to be like, oh, I can't believe that me people too. are laughing at his death. Ovi. You said all of how many words on Love Island? I don't even watch the show. Yeah. When the Black Lives Matter protests were happening, and SARS, all of them, you were built. But over Kevin, that's who you can you can come and type for. Mm. That's who you've got Twitter fingers for. Honestly, it was and even like Donald Glover platforming him in um, the most recent Atlanta. season of Atlanta. Uh, even I, Liam Neeson, that, I Liam was Neeson, shocked. Literally, but I thought that was so interesting. Literally, all the people that black women have gone, oh. I don't, you I don't, harm. Chet Hanks, all these people yeah. that they were like, I don't know about that. You went and gave them more of a platform and paid them. Yeah. Paid them, gave yeah. them more money. Yes. Money equals access, power. Yes. You gave them more of that. Yes. Because why? It could only be misogynoir. Yeah, only. That's the only explanation I can even afford to But that. in regards to Kevin Samuels, all of the words you used to describe him, accurate. Yeah. Another word I'd used to describe him is slick. Yes. He was like, I despise him. Yeah. But my God, he was slick with yeah. it. He was clever. He was slick yeah. with it. That suit, and now thinking about the fact that if we panned like out, if we if we panned out, he was just in a little studio flat yeah. probably, you know? Boxes. And, and the thing is, I love cute studio flats. What we're saying is that he presented himself yes. as this uh, mind, this great mind that, you know, what you want is a high value man, but yeah. you... Well, you, you, you 35, you yeah. got kids, you, you can't get no high value, yeah. man. Yeah. And he was delivering yeah. all of these things in such a tone that is actually the tone that somebody, an abuser would use. Yes. Not raising their voice, yes. but saying things to break you down and break down your self-esteem. 
I don't believe in blaming the um, the oppressed for their oppression. Mm. But every time my mind was blown by black women calling in to ask him for advice. But oh. there is a whole industry for that. That yeah. one that cheated on his wife and then she had on her bonnet of salvation. Yeah. De De uh, De De Derek Jackson or whatever he called himself. Another one that like, there is a whole industry yes. for men, specifically black men, if we're talking yes. about in this situation, yes. who, who tell you that they've got the secret yeah. Act like a lady, think like a man. That they've got yeah. the secret that will get you into the mind frame of yes. a man, and thus you can acquire one, oh. and then you will, you know, you'll you'll attain one, and then you would have surpassed all the expectations required of you in this society. But no, you've got to keep him happy, yeah. and you can't get fat, and you can't do this, yeah. and you can't do that. Like, don't get old, don't like, yeah. don't get sick. Like all of these things, you can have. Yeah. Yeah. And then people will look at you as having worth because your worth is linked to whether you have a man yes. with you. And he plays up on that. He was able to make all of this money that he's got nothing to show for it now. Yeah. But, you know, he could do all of these yeah. things. Derek Jackson, again, he could release all of this merch. All that book, books. Think Like a Man. I think even at one point in my throes of unconsciousness, I might have even quoted something from it because yeah. there is something about the slickness of these things. It's so impressive. That they catch you. Yeah. They catch you at your most vulnerable. Yes. And ultimately, everybody wants to be loved yes everybody wants yeah. to be loved everybody wants to belong yes there are those of us there are certain demog demographics in this world that are told by society that they cannot have that mm. and so any person who seems to be offering you the elixir mm. the tool that will finally mm. get you this thing of course you're gonna listen mm. and then meanwhile he's using that to mm. validate men and asking for men to not have anything really to to hold because you're a gold digger if you expect a man to have any sort of financial robustness but you're also trash for not sticking with the broke ones while they make yeah. it yeah it's the it's it's the the philosophy of him and also i'm going to caveat andrew tate in this as well oh, yeah it's it's the fact that the objectification of women comes through the 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 pipeline of wealth. Yeah. If a man is wealthy, then therefore he has the right, the I'm gonna say yeah. right in quotation marks, to objectify you, to abuse you, to say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And I say this all the time, especially to his fan base. You have a fragile, fragile, minuscule sense of masculinity. You have a very fragile sense of identity if you're basing it on the sole purpose of a woman, let alone someone that probably probably if they had sense, would reject you at the first instance of you even But then you them. reject a man and then you get killed. That is on the other hand as well. The violence that women experience in society is not, is no joke. Mm. And then men will be like, yeah, but men experience violence too. <clears throat> From who? From who? Yeah. Look at you catching yourself in your own life. From yeah. who? Because, you know, of course, it's not a lie in that men experience violence too. But who perpetuates the violence that men experience? Also men. So yeah. it looks like... Yeah. The common denominator is, is, is men, but men who are trying to ascribe to what they've been told by white supremacist hetero, uh, patriarchy is masculinity. Yeah. That is where they're struggling. It's also holding them hostage. Yeah. The same way it's holding everybody else hostage, it's also holding yeah. them hostage. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's in all of our best interest to deconstruct this mechanism, yes. to um, disempower this mechanism that's trying to hold us all yes. against our will and not allowing us to live to the true expansiveness 100%. of our own divinities or our individual and collective divinity. Yeah. That is what we should be focusing on and they don't get it. Yeah. Men get killed too. Who kills them? Yeah. Who kills them? Yeah. Yeah. Is it not you? Honestly. A two brutu? Do you not kill? Is the it mirror. not you? The mirror. 
Michael Jackson done told you. What was he looking at? The man? In the In- mirror. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. <laughs> Literally. And you've actually segued really nicely into this because Moya Bailey, again, um, <laughs> Moya Bailey talks about digital alchemy and uh, that in reference, um, she calls it social media uh, magic, actually, social media magic. Um, and that is the use of social media platforms to combat, um, you know, uh, systems of injustice and to bring, um, you know, hu- you know, uh, light to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want to really talk about your your experience in regards to incel twitter that happened earlier this year in april and again was it april it was april yeah wow time time flies when you're dragging nixels yeah yeah but without going to too too much detail like again your experience with that the portrayal that was expected of you and the memes that came out and again i think memes are a great way to you know establish uh, mutual understanding but also i think when we're talking about serious things and issues they can desensitize the individual from the core the crux of the issue such as you know it wasn't only just you it was yourself it was aloni and it was um it was Gabriella Wade's trans daughter that Zaya, were the, yeah. Zaya Wade that were at the 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 vitriol at the receiving end of this vitriol mm-hmm. um and I remember one person mentioned exterminating you which I thought was completely mm-hmm. like myself and Aloni yeah completely left field but c- quickly you know dropping onto that like I'm sure you've spoke about how it made you feel but what were your initial thoughts it's funny because I I don't I didn't have any yeah I mean it's not new to me it's not new to me having this pocket of social media who are so intimidated by my presence my knowledge my charisma Mm. all of that a combination of just basically not needing their validation if you've been socialized to believe that the the thing that you have that women need black women specifically need from you is your validation and this to this person it is worthless Mm -hmm. that is going to make you feel less of a person and so you're going to react to that and you're going to do everything in your power to make it so or hoping that you can break them down enough so they will need that validation Mm -hmm. from you but I don't, I just don't want it. I don't require it. You know, I'm, I'm all right. And I, and I think that that has been the ongoing, you know, the ongoing problem or the ongoing issue in 2018. And, you know, they've been at this for years, the same group, the same group of recurring names. They've been at this for years. And when, when they thought that they'd really gotten a foothold was 2018. I remember vividly, only having having experienced um, a pregnancy loss a, a couple of months or a few months prior oh, to that. Thank you. Um, and, a, you know, this episode came out of an American like talk show, panel show, whatever. And they were talking about whether you can be pro-black and be in an interracial relationship. And mm. people who were on the panel were like, well, Colette, she's always, you know, you know, tackling all of these issues and she's got a white partner. For some reason, the internet blew up and it was like, oh my God, I don't, I didn't know her partner was yeah. white. You knew, you knew, yeah. you knew. Yeah. So why are you doing all of this? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't being hidden. I don't have anything to explain yeah. to anybody. I will do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and so, right to do so. Right. But apparently, no, black women don't have choices. Yeah. And you can only be making choices from a space of trauma, never just agency and autonomy. Yeah. And regardless of how you feel about that, you could be like, it's problematic. Like, you can't be saying these things and then dating this person. Mm-hmm. This individual, though, they don't actually tie in with your, this narrative yeah. that you're talking about. 
Because yeah. we've just said that we're not all a monolith. Yeah. So, but yeah. again, yeah. Yeah. I, dive, I digress. Fine. So 2018, they were ki- one of the things that I noticed that was so funny that I will mention to Kingdom Come. Yeah. One of them, Chizo Lifts, I think is his name. Mm. He's um, meant to be a personal trainer. He does all of these things. He said to the rest of them, they were all tagged. Oh, um, he had a video. I did a collaboration with Experian Credit Report mm. and I had my partner in the video with me. And he... Um, they were sending that video between themselves back and forth. And he said something like, oh, but don't you remember I sent you this video in the group chat like six months ago? I knew it would come in handy one day. He's still operational. He's still doing his thing. And any police report that wants it, it's always in there. Like I will make sure to have it everywhere because it's important to note that you have said in public, that you are all collating some kind of, in your group mm-hmm. chat, images of me yeah. um, and my partner or whatever. You're all collating all of these things for over six months. For what? For what? Yeah. But then you'll say, she's not even attractive. Yeah. So I'm not attractive, but you're spending a disproportionate number, like level of time focused yeah. on me. Yeah. So what is it then? What are you so like what are you so enthralled by? So yeah. um, like just infatuated with yeah. that you won't let me be. Yeah. And I was surprised by the women that would call themselves black feminists or whatever who were in there like oh red card. Again yeah. like what you said about memes and desensitizing yeah. this post it but you claim that you listen to the podcast and you're a, you're yeah. a supporter of mine but you were there in the midst yeah. of the violence wanting to collude with them yeah yeah yeah. again the things that people would do for their own survival it's always interesting to see so then we get to 2021 they're still having similar conversations and then this time i just thought you know what this will be your last time because when we're getting to the subject of exterminating exterminating is a really strong word you've just said on a public platform that you thought was private because they thought that it was a, a they thought it was a private group that they'd created that nobody could see but Unfortunately for them, they're not smart. Yeah. And you said that somebody said An- Aloni needs to be exterminated. And you said, yeah, and that Kalechi too. Wow. Or however they phrased it. Mm. And I thought this is the time to take action and make it known everywhere that this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. And these pockets of in- the internet are forming where they're like, oh, we can't be seen. So that was only that community that they thought that they cre- created mm. had only been in existence for about 24 to 36 hours and they'd already gotten to wow. and they'd already talked about killing Zaya Wade or that um wow. you know Dwayne Wade should kill yeah. her yeah. you know he should do a Chris Benoit as they phrased wow. it they'd already within those number of hours they'd already started with that yeah. so what would they have done if that had gone on for a week a yeah. month yeah. years yeah. 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 so yeah. we can't take it lightly that they there are partnered men mm-hmm. in those groups who are still behaving like incels mm-hmm. because the hatred of women is something that a lot of these men can build um, friendships mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. because we live in a society of men, uh, like a, a, a man loving society. Yeah. yeah. Women are merely conduits for the love that they want to show yeah. to each other yeah. or the infatuation that they have with each other. Yeah. And women are merely conduits to that. Like, look at the woman I've got. Are you impressed? Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Look at how I've treated this woman. Are you impressed? I killed yeah. her. Are you impressed? Yeah. It's literally for, for each other. Yeah. And yeah. so I made the podcast episode because I just felt to myself like, Zaya Wade has no clue that you lot are doing any of yeah. this. And even if she does, I hope she never does because yeah. she doesn't deserve to constantly Vile. keep seeing all of this vitriol. So no, Oloni would choose to deal with it in a way that she yeah. wants to deal with it. If at all, that's up to her. Yes. Me, 
And my household, Violence. I'm taking you all out. Violence. Like, I'm taking you all out. You and your household. And because, again, if you want to remain within the confines of the um, black lady... Yeah. Or all of these, like, what's respectable, you will die there. Mm -hmm. You will literally die there. Yeah. I mean, we're all going to die anyway. But my point is, like, you will be miserable there. Yeah. You will never have spoken your truth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. just best to, as Audrey Lord said, like, just say what you need to say. Because either way... Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's, it's you know, I want to clearly touch on that. Because, you know, when we talk in the black community, whenever these conversations are had, it's usually our, you know on the other hand, protect black women. And it's like, well, you don't do that because if we're talking about people such as, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, as you've mentioned already, Serena Williams, um, you know, Belly Majinga, Oluwa Twin Sayu, um, Blessing O'Shagan, Nicole Bibber and Henry Smallman, which again, the Met Police again, I have time for you, but it's for another episode. Um, all these black women that were unlawfully harmed and they weren't protected. And for those who don't know, actually, um, last week, Thursday, in the case of Breonna Taylor, yeah. the officers that murdered her, the FBI um, charged uh, Joshua Janes, and I want people to know their names, mm. Joshua Janes, Carl Meany, um, Brett Hankinson, and Kelly Goodlett, all with um, civil rights offences, unlawful conspiracies, and obstruction offences, and also um, the FBI, it's written here, reports that they believe that the Kentucky Police Department falsified her no-knock um, no warrant, which, of course... Another black man, Daniel J. Cameron, the mm. attorney general, another white supremacist in black mm -hmm. skin, reinforced that cycle. Mm -hmm. And again, in talking about what you've mentioned in, in you know, um, dealing with people like this and in, in holding people like this accountable, it's a shame that Brenna Taylor had to, unfortunately, her soul has now gone to rest, but her legacy only two and a, what, two and a half years later that now her murderers are seeing justice. It's a shame mm. that you've had to resort to having to drag people out. That community, I believe, was shut down, I think, yeah, immediately yeah, yeah, once yeah, yeah. they were outed. So again, in looking at experience, looking at being black women and looking at, you know, um, your time, the time that it takes for you to even invest in that, it's quite a lot. But now they've got circle tweets, you know, they've got all of these things where it allows them to kind of fester. That's what I see them. I see them as rot that's just like festering yeah. somewhere and you'll just pop up again. That one really, really got them because I, I went did. for the individuals by name Good. and and I just felt like it needed to be done. I've got a platform that is large enough that I'm actually going to say your name because I want the authorities yeah, to find you. Know. Yeah, like let it be down, you know, uh, you know, word for word, these are the people that have done X, Y, Z because it's important. You trying to, as Megan has um, was doing for Tory, these things will be happening. You don't want to say people's names because then you'll be seen yeah. as the one that's petty. So even when that episode came out, people were like, oh my God, even though these people have done this, this is not the spirit of forgiveness. I don't, yeah. forgive them for, for what? For what? For what? I don't have, I yeah. told you I have a, the bone of <laughs> forgiveness in my body. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. have yeah. so many Scorpio placements. I will come to your gravesite to lie, yeah. like to laugh. That I, elephant, that elephant that I came. I am the elephant. I am Ellie the elephant. Yeah. I will come to where they've buried you and, and yeah. I will discombobulate yeah. that place. You yeah, will not yeah. rest. So <laughs> I, I just don't, I, whether it's a ladylike or not, whether it's this or not to show for, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I don't care because because you're not, while I'm focusing on my survival, I'm not prioritizing all of that nonsense. Tell them that. Yeah. Tell them to go and change the ways yeah, that they're behaving. Yeah, but yeah. it's funny that you mentioned Megan the Stallion, myself, Serena Williams. There's also something about the way that you are built yes. and the and your the complexion of your skin. Megan the Stallion slightly light, lighter, but still mm. her features very much, yeah. you know, black. Um, and all of these things. I think that what happened to Megan, because she's the she's got the build that she's got, she's tall, she's statuesque, 
um, literally fitting into the, the name choice that she's mm -hmm. made. And because she talks so confidently about sex, mm -hmm. people were almost... In not, I was going to say insinuating. No, they were very clear, yeah. overtly saying that she deserved what happened to yeah. her because, oh, I think somebody even said from what I was told in the clubhouse room that, oh no, he didn't attack a woman. Look at her height. Look at her build. She's she's basically a man. Meanwhile, Tori is down here. Meanwhile, that that devil. Um, so there's something to be said for that. Serena Williams recently announced that she's retiring yes. from the sport and she doesn't want to. And I think that that's another thing as well, that mm -hmm. she had to make the choice. Mm -hmm. People don't get to have that conversation enough as black women that yeah. actually, if I had the choice, I would keep doing this. Mm -hmm. But I also need to perform this function that I do want to perform. Yeah. But as a woman, I have to choose. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And there's just so much energy that goes into things like this and yeah. I think you know as we round up and I think it's it's best for us to round up because yeah. we've really been At firing it. shots yeah. um but the third and final question um last segment of today's podcast playback now the question that I asked black women finally were do you feel bound by your own trauma which we've explained in various contexts um, do you feel bound by your own trauma experienced in navigating society in light of the current socio-political events or do you feel empowered? Share how you reclaim your womanhood. So again, you can see what's on the board here. The trauma, the word trauma pops out quite a lot, but we've spoken a lot about that. Mm. Uh, one thing that didn't actually show up is the word empowered. Again, I counted this. Empowered popped up 15 times mm. in the responses here. Um, trauma, even though it's uh, enlarged here, it appeared 12 times in the survey. Now, a few quotes to go through this. Uh, some people said, I feel empowered because... Um, I feel empowered as because I've gone through trauma, I can teach my children how to deal with this. One other person said, reclaiming my black womanhood is through creativity, choosing to immerse myself in culture, uh, taking regular breaks away from London and having a circle of friends where I feel represented, but also empowered and understood. Final person said, not at all. I feel empowered. I own my own narrative and no one can deprive me of that. So the final piece really that I want to look at is, um, you know, reclaiming black womanhood. What does that look like for us? Reclaiming black womanhood will look different for each and every single one of us. And that is okay. All of the womanhood, blackness, everything's constructed for a particular reason, to serve a particular purpose. So you have to look at the purpose that each thing and as it intersects, what is the purpose that it is meant to serve? Is that the purpose of your life? Is that mm -hmm. the purpose that you want to live? Mm -hmm. If it is not, you have the choice mm -hmm. to, as you, as much as possible, to live, a, a, you know, outside of that. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Like, you, we do have that choice. Of course, we know that there are macro um, aggressions that try to force us back into these roles, whether we like it or not. But in as much as we can in our day-to-day, -day, we have to make the choice to choose ourselves. Yes. Because society... It's clearly not choosing us no, or we'll choose one of us and make that person the bastion of black excellence. Yeah. And then you, this is where you should all be. Pull up yourselves up by the bootstraps. Look, if they can yeah. do it, you can. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so representation, politics and all of that stuff, I don't care for it. Yeah. But for me, reclaiming black womanhood is about reclaiming my um, ancestral lineage yes. and my joy yes. and thinking of a future that allows for the expansiveness of, of the whole being, the whole mm -hmm. person, what that looks like. Yes. And it, it's for me specifically, that's been done through how I'm raising my son yes. and, you know, 
my pole dance studio, how that operates, my podcast and the legacy yeah. that I'm leaving behind in a digital form, yes. the writing, the the literally the words that I've written in terms of articles mm -hmm. and, and the books that I'll write. You yeah. know, I've taken a strategized approach to what is it that I want to convey about what it means for me to be black and woman. Because so far for many years, yeah. it has meant trauma, but I'm choosing for it to mean peace. I'm yes. choosing for it to mean joy. Yes. I'm choosing for it to include expletives nobody's going to take that away from yeah. me i love swearing it me makes too. me so happy me <laughs> um until there is no need for it do you yeah. get me like if one if there comes a point where i'm like actually don't need to swear anymore i will yeah. let it go because also i'm so okay with shedding the parts of me that yeah. no longer serve me on the journey that i'm on i don't need to hold on to things that are only going to like calcify in the crevices of my being for the sake of nostalgia i don't need that mm. i don't need to hold on to these things i can just be and healing isn't linear no. so i want to send that healing backwards you yeah. as it were through the ages, through, um, to, to my ancestors, to my mom who's here, yeah. you know, things like that. Like my brothers looking at how I can change things, reclaiming my yeah. black womanhood means like really standing in the power, really standing in my anger. There are so many things to be angry about in society. So reclaiming my black womanhood also looks like the children's home that I'm currently building in Lagos, yes, Nigeria. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want, um, you know, young girls to be subjected to, tyranny and to be subjected to abuse and all of that and just because they have been born um in um, Nigeria with the political landscape the way that it is and they don't have any parents around doesn't mean that they should not know yeah. joy that they should not yeah. know peace that they should not know fun that they should not know love and yeah. kindness and so that home will only I think it can it should be able to take about 20 children tops but I, th wow. I want to cap it at 10 yeah. for now you know and this is not something I'm experienced that I'm building you know I've you know the roof went on last week so it's now built in terms of a structure then it's got to be plastered and decorated mm. and the furniture's got to come in all of that but I don't feel like I would be using my life the way that I need to use my life if I wasn't taking the money that I'm charging these corporations and all of these yeah. things that I'm doing yeah. if yeah. I wasn't putting it into something that meant that um, another uh, yeah. group of black girls wouldn't have to be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. They can say, yeah, I grew up, didn't, you know, my birth parents weren't around or, you know, they passed away, but the home that I grew up in was so loving and I had yeah. all of the things that I needed and I had all the resources and there's a resource center that's also attached to it as well, which nice. means that all the things that we don't, that we take for granted over I've here, seen, yeah. Um, yeah. nappies, all of that, I can get all of that over there. I can yeah. get all the connections that I've made. I can do all of these um, web-based uh, like classes, classes yeah. courses. Yeah. So the women in the area, they're not just limited to, oh, I can only sell, I don't know, oranges here. Fam, if you want to sell the oranges, sell the oranges, but also I can make it so that you have a yes, global community that can do something that, but always in your agency always yeah. from a space of because i think that there's a way that we can grow up in the global west or yes. where, whichever one you want to see it as yes. and internalize white saviorism and yeah. go there and be like i know what you need i'm going to tell you what yeah. you need i don't know what you need yeah. but i believe that i have the resources that if you tell me what you need 
I can get it for yeah, you. I can provide. And, and that is it. That's yeah. all I want to be doing with my black womanhood. Living peacefully, financially, abundantly, yes. joyfully, but also connecting people in such a way that they can have the same things. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, and I relate to that as well. And even in my own navigation of black womanhood, it took it's taken me a, a whole tumultuous journey, a beautiful one nonetheless in mm. reflection, to even get to a point where I'm here today. You know, um, if you looked back five years ago, I was not the outspoken black woman I was I was back then, I used to have white men tell me to my face derogatory slurs and me be like, yeah, that's okay. Like in ignorance, in complete mm. ignorance. Um, and it was only through, you know, coming to university and having a completely different entire environment switch and in, in learning and navigating yeah. and experiencing life and the harsh realities of myself as a black woman that I really... I came to a place where I was like, you know what? No, I don't like the fact that there are structural inequalities. I don't like the fact that people can think that they can get away with treating black women, not even black women, black people as a community, yeah. like trash. Mm. And I've that's why I say I like to provoke thought, conversation, and racist, because I will not have you play on the power structure without you, without you thinking that I won't come in and disrupt that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to disrupt Good, that. Yeah. If my existence and my very being bothers you, good. Be bothered. If my politics bothers you, Good. Mm -hmm. I will never in my in this lifetime or the next ever stop what I'm doing Good. without. Yeah, I'm never stop what, what I'm gonna ever 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 do. And I think that's one thing that I I I stand really really firmly on and in terms of reclaiming my, reclaiming my black womanhood I, I really rely on you know the support network that I have you know mm -hmm. I'm glad to say that I have black friends I have women around me that can support me that are there to be like Chantal you're, you're late Chantal you know mm. you know this isn't looking quite right how can we approach this in a different way that are constructive for me because mm -hmm. I do think black women we do need to be nurtured you know it's mm -hmm. not like you said healing isn't linear mm -hmm. we, we can't be expected to you know you're an adult now you need to just live life on your own no we all need support and we we also need that support to again inform social political climates so then again we have that space social in a social and political manner to say yeah i yeah i say i take up space but no in the social political climate i take up space yeah. it's that translation that i'm looking at and to move on from what we've both shared here in the space you know and we've covered on this already Reclaiming Black Womanhood, as another suggestion, is through discovery, interpretation, and analysis of other works from Black women. Now, Patricia mm -hmm. Hill Collins says that you know, with Black feminism, not everyone, black, not every Black feminist needs to be academic, for instance, because it's literally classes. leave me alone. Do you know what I mean? Like, not everyone has to have a, a, a three degree. <laughs> <laughs> let me write a 20, 23 thread yeah. about what you know. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some academics that that was directed at. Leave me alone. Leave her alone. Leave, Leave her alone. But um, yeah, that's one thing. And, you know, in my case, you are someone that I look up to. You were literally the reason why I do what I do um, in my activism. So that's, you know, how I've reclaimed my black womanhood in one sense. In changed behaviours, we have referenced a lot of inconsistencies, injustices that, you know, permeate within our community itself, mm -hmm. but also externally also um, in celebration and appreciation of black womanhood. That's one way that we can see ourselves outside, caveat, outside of our looks and our sexuality, please, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, aside mm -hmm. from that. Um, again, in having that culture of appreciation, we can then take away the aspect of culture which already discredits black women yes. and already distracts from black women, mm -hmm. as we've said. Um, digital alchemy, we've, we've already mentioned this. Again, using the social spaces, if incels can be doing up 
11 billion views on TikTok. We so can, can we? we can so can better. we? Well, we can do better. 12 billion views, can, in fact. You it. know? So that's one element that I really want to draw upon and encourage, you know, women, viewers at home, gen, you know, my non-binary people, everyone at home that identifies within the diaspora, you can do it. Mm -hmm. You can reclaim your womanhood. You can absolutely tell that person, no, you will not tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. You will not tell me how to express myself. If I have felt slighted, if I have had a, a an inclination yeah. of structural injustice i have every right to tell you about yourself and your household Ooh. you will not do that to me ever again mm -hmm. respectfully you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you will not do that to me um and again with digital alchemy you know we've spoken about social media and posts and you know following people Again, education is free. Black women, as much as we are here and we are culture trendsetters, we're not here to educate you. We've done that, okay? The Trumps, the 53% of Trump supporters, you had that. You had your time. They're it's listening not... and learning. They're basically listening and learning. It's 2022, man. It's 2022. Yeah. We've done <laughs> listening and learning. Um, but, you know, we can, as black women, as people outside that, as allies, those who are wanting to be allies, mm. consistent, okay, and pro proactive allies, mm. um, you know, we can, you know, sign uh, signposts, we can um, signal boost posts and platforms, but also I do want to highlight disability justice. Yes. Again, in a society that is inherently ableist and looking, um, yeah, that's ableist and that represents disabled people as, you know, um, as in media as like defected beings as um, a burden as burdens mm. we need to as people that are able-bodied as able-bodied as i am as a tongue twister um as people that are able-bodied how can i use my privilege in making sure that people that are disabled can get that validity and that visibility to again also have that platform to disrupt you know these systems and disrupt um the injustice again intersectionality the many systems of oppression that work to permeate social dominance um so again i want to wrap up everything that we've said today because we've really dealt through a lot to listeners yeah. at home whether you're on spotify or on youtube you've you've been in for a treat i tell you <laughs> um but again with the work class we have here we'll have everything on the screen for you but again these if you are struggling with your journey on black womanhood these are ways that you can again attempt to answer the question attempt to really push that barrier here um and I guess in summary, in summary of everything that we have shared here today, in a white supremacist heteropatriarchal society where we see distraction, where we see racism, where we see misogynoir, where we see colorism, where we see abuse, where we see relationships that are marred and tarred and pulled and manipulated, where we see a social, a social climate where identity is so easily accessed and manipulated, the answer of the question as to whether black women can regain their entire womanhood with everything we've shared. And again, it, healing isn't linear. It isn't linear. It's going to take a while. But the answer to that question has and is yet to be confirmed. I've been your host, Chantal Senya. Thank you so much for tuning in for the first episode of um, To Be Confirmed. Um, Kalechi, before we sign off, please let the people know where you're at, what you're doing, what's popping. <laughs> well, um, I have a live show happening 25th, Sunday, 25th of September doing, yeah, looking forward to that. It's at Sadler's Wells. Um, and yeah, I can be found on at Kolechnikov yes. and Kolechnikov Pole Dance Fitness Studios there yes. as well. Podcast Say Your Mind is there as yes. well. But I want to congratulate you 
on just I know the amount of work that you've put into making this Thank happen and to how deeply you care Thank you. you have a whole ass script how deeply you care because <laughs> you typed that all out Thank and you know you, you've just done phenomenal work Thank and you. that that is something to hold dear like Thank if you. we are to make it through if we are all to cre uh, reclaim our black womanhood it's because of people like you <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you um thank you so much i will have ev all of Kalechi's links um shared um uh, description wherever it will be tagged um in terms of my links social media handles my blog i've got a blog if you like to be provoked and inspired you can read my pieces i have issued a latest piece on the roe v wade abortion uh rights rubbish i'm going to say from the mm -hmm. supreme court but that's from a different day but again like i said I have been your host, Chantal Senya. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. Keep listening. If you have a problem, please feel free to, to at me. I'm more than happy to respond to it. Um, but I'm going to let you go. So um, thank you so much for joining me. And this has been the first episode of To Be Confirmed. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us on another episode of To Be Confirmed. I hope that you feel inspired and please don't forget to like, share, comment, save and subscribe to the podcast. We'll be seeing you very, very soon with another episode at a date to be confirmed.